forever. Dog. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Best Show 24. We're heading into... We're wrapping out the 22nd hour. And we're heading into the 23rd hour next. Um, Shannon Shaw. Oh, my goodness. The greatest. I love Shannon's music so much, whether it's her solo stuff or the stuff Shannon and the Clams. Just the greatest. And what a beautiful set of music. And seeing Spanky Joe on stage. Unbelievable. Spanky Joe has that star power. Gotta love Spanky Joe. All right. Next up. Brett Boehm. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do a tour of the Best Show Museum. What do you say? Let's tour the Best Show Museum, which is put together by uh, everybody working on it. Uh, Brett Davis really took the reins on this, setting up a Best Show Museum. Okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Here. Going through. Um, there's AP Mike, of course. There's Zoe. There's Pat. Okay, there we go. That's the artwork that Coop designed for the uh, best show, the great artist Coop, for the best show on WFMU during a fundraiser to recover from one of the hurricanes. Uh, we did all right. What do we got here? This is a this is a a, a comic illustration of me and my dog Dogmo, and when she pulled a sprinkler out of the ground, uh, very awesome illustration. That's the best show. That's the cookie jar that was the first piece of um the first piece of uh of art anyone made for the show. A listener made that who I do believe passed away years ago. Very sweet. He thought that that's what I looked like. Older guy with a mustache. Apparently thought I was Steve Summers from WFAN. I'm not. My name is also spelled wrong on it, but God bless him. Next, uh, with Tom Sharp. There it is. No C. Um, that's a microphone that uh, Matt Fraction gave me, saying the best, of course. There's the Billy Joel bobblehead. Not sure how that entered our universe, but it did. Now the do it sign. Everybody remember the classic do it sign? That was a mainstay of the best show uh, fundraisers on WFMU. A listener made that. Um, not blanking on the name. What do we have here? That's the slide whistle from the... Uh, from when I would do the slide whistle on the show. That is the slide whistle. And there's the gavel that AP Mike gave me. And uh, you will hear that in the trial of Z-Man. That will be my gavel because I'm the judge in that. Okay. Up top, New York, New Jersey Hitmen, the XFL team. Everybody loved them. This hung on the door at the Jersey City it Studio. hung on the door of the Jersey City Studio. Yes. All right. What else do we have in the next case? Look at this. Some some things. Some Gary the Squirrel things here. Some squirrel photos. The Gary and stuff. section. Stained glass, which I believe Patrick Roddy yes. did. 
And he also did the mouse with the cape. And then someone made the stuffed mouse with a cape. Look at the other one. The stuff people made for the show is just the greatest. What an amazing audience uh, the best show has had for so many years. Really just a uh, total thrill to do the thing. This is the Sons of Anarchy action figure. That's Ron Perlman as Clay from Sons of Anarchy. If anybody remembers, AP Mike spoiled the end of it. This is, uh, <laughs> he told me who died and I stopped watching. That's the, that's that. Under the Dome, the great show Under the Dome, we bought a box of trading cards and there's a signed trading card from one of the actors. Of course, moving down the line, here's a best show premium from the WFMU days, the fundraiser. That's a headshot of me. Photo taken by... Superstar director Phil Morrison will trivia fact that taken down in the village in New York. It's a mug from the music store I used to work at. And those are the all-star trading cards right there. Um, we got that. Let's move uh, to the next part. This I never liked. The That's <laughs> John Belushi, and I was told that that looked like me. Hurt my feelings, to be honest. And uh, But look, it's a very handsome version of John Belushi. I'll take it. Um See, he's never looked better than that. A poster designed for the best show by Charles Burns, the great artist Charles Burns. Look at that poster. What a beautiful work of art that is. Charles Burns, one of my favorite comic illustrators. Now we go from when Kurt Vile was in studio. This is Kurt's dry erase board guess for the final, for the Neil Young trivia game. This was his answer for final Jeopardy, eat a peach. He wagered 12,500 points, dollars, and he won the game. Uh, we both got the answer right, but Kurt had more points. This is Billy, the vape triloquism dummy that I did in live shows uh, where I would do, I would operate him and do vaping. Amazing. That was a blast from the past. Over here is our friend Alf. Look at that, Alf. Hey, Willie, what's up? Hey, I'm in the Best Show Museum. And then, uh, of course, the Chevy Chase hard hat. Everybody remembers the Chevy Chase show was uh, synonymous with hard hats. So, of course, that's why we have one of those. All right. What else we got? That's the the R2 unit. Uh, not R2 unit. It's an R. What did I say his name was? R3. R3. Uh... D7. D7. R3D7 made at Disneyland recently. Um, there he is. Or she. Not sure. And there's a Pez dispenser. Uh, and that's the vape. The vape from the vape triloquism is in there. And behind that is the 2006 WFMU Premium. The, uh, what is it saying? Good guys win, bad guys die uh, pack. There you go with that. There's, a, I think that has the headshot in it and maybe a button. Best Show Magazine, one of the amazing things we've put together over the years. Our introduction to JTO art. That's right. One of the first times Jeff did something with us, and it's a beautiful magazine. Contains an interview I did with Michael Nesmith in there. Um, oh, what do we have here? You all know the show Monk. This is the suit that Tony Shalhoub wore in the pilot of Monk. Look at that. There it is. It's a piece of history. Look at that. He wore that in the pilot. Moving over here, the best show championship belt that I was given recently after the wrestling show. 
Amazing. This is the box set, the Sharpling and Worcester Best of the Best Show box set. Out of print, 16 CDs. Um, one of the hardest things we ever did. This is a trophy that Julie Klausner and I, and Brett, did you give me that also? Right? I think. Um, yes, there's a trophy. When my book came out, my book, It Never Ends. Let me pan over to It Never Ends. There you go. That's it. This is a painting of Philly Boy Roy done by Amy Mann. Amazing work of art. And there's a painting, Amy Mann, done of me. Very sweet. That's me in my sailor outfit behind the mic. Oh, it's Vance. Look at that. Vance, our friend. And there's the Vance stress ball. There's He's hanging out in the case tonight. You will be out of there. Soon enough, this is some art from Mary Houlihan, our friend of the show. This is the classic image that I commissioned from Mary of AP Mike in a giant Coors Light can and Johnny Depp from uh, whatever movie that was. <laughs> what movie was that? Um, Where he played uh, the Chancellor? Sonny Barger or I something? Know. I don't know. Not the Chancellor. Okay. Next, we have... Jason Dudiogor standing outside the Holland Tunnel holding a bunch of cats. Flipping cats. Flipping cats. There he goes. Uh, there and there's a Sharpling and Worcester live at Third Man Records LP. An amazing uh, record of uh, documenting our live show there. A couple early best show things. There's the premium best show. It's Blood, Sweat, and Tears versus the best show on WFMU. Uh, featuring an early John Benjamin call. There's Art of the Slap, which is one of the CDs that John and I put out of Sharpling and Worcester calls. Some stickers over the years. The um, That's the South of the Border styled sticker. That's Gary the Squirrel's Milton Berle joke book. That's the book that Gary uses for all of his zingers and quips. And you'll notice next to that, Bad Company, that's the Bad Company CD that I would use to originally bad company people that it was in that I used a physical CD for that early. And then there's a bad company clock that somebody gave uh, us over the uh, in response. And that's some piece of trash that we're going to throw out in a little bit, whatever that is, toss it. And about that too, throw that out. Also rated GG. This is the single we put out where people did sanitized versions of GG Allen songs. Um, in a, as an attempt to humiliate Gigi Allen's legacy even more. And that's the original art for it. Is that by Nick Bertozzi, I believe? Is that the name on the art? If we look at the, the framed work, you look in the bottom right corner. I believe it's Nick Bertozzi. More Best Show stickers. And some buttons. For Frankie Teardrop. This is the guest book we had over the years that people would sign whenever they came to the studio in Jersey City. Uh, there's a, a signature, uh, a drawing, some artwork from um, Nick Nicholas Gazin did that because he did the Run the Jewels artwork. Run them jewels. It's him. Holding a hoagie. Yeah. Wet hoagie. More stickers, uh, more CDs. That's a, a laminate from when John and I did tour stuff. Not exactly sure why there was a laminate for that. It was not, not like we were playing uh, uh, a giant stadium. Lana Del Rey with a filet of fish sandwich uh, given to me by Andrew Gleason, our own amazing Andrew Gleason, who has been over 
He's just been killing it on the on this Best Show 24. Amazing. And to the left of that, you'll see the, the unused Bed Bath & Beyond gift card that I recently yelled at the guy at Bed Bath & Beyond when it was unusable. It's a mannequin head. <laughs> Not sure exactly what we're going for with that. All right, let's slide down a little bit. Best show notebook. These are show notes. Every week I would I fill the notebook up uh, with notes for each episode, plans for each thing. And that's a look into the notebook. Those are some of my notes. There's from uh, December of 2018. You can see that. Very exciting there. Uh, okay. Friends of Tom Hat, uh, Sailor Cap, John Hodgman wore one of those, if you remember. <clears throat> Uh, during one of the fundraisers on WFMU. And is that it? Is that the tour? Oh, no. There's the original art for the... The map of Newbridge. The map of Newbridge, designed by Scott Templin. Right, Scott did that? Yeah, and he also did the great mural, which we could not take. We could not take with us, but that's, that's the the Newbridge mural that came with the... Um, box set. The, the Sharpling and Worcester box set, yeah. Okay, what else do we got? Anything on the table in there? No. Anything on the table, Chief? I there's. Think, I think it's mostly covered in the. It's, there's Victoria. All the table stuffs in the shelves. Too. How are you, Victoria? You good? There we go. Down the hall, and there's another. We're going back down the hall again, and there's some other stuff in the case. Yes. The object. There we go. The mask, all that, we get it. Yeah. Okay. Museum <laughs> tour's over. And there's Wes. How are you, Wes? Wes has been absolutely killing it with the video stuff. The He's a pro. He is a pro. Wes and Brett Davis. So amazing during the uh Sound Collage Symphony last night. Then that was the tour. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them. Okay. Amazing. What are we doing now? Yeah. Okay. Where are we at with the wad list? What we're going to do with the wad list, we're going to keep working on it and we'll probably finish it up on next week's episode. Okay, this is very exciting. Look at this. Oh my goodness. How are you? Good. How are you? Look, Sam? we have in the studio. Oh no. It's already happening. Is it start you are you alive? Me? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I truly no. don't know. I've been up for a day. Oh, Isn't that God. shocking? Big Dipper and Meatball. Hello. Hello. How are you both thank you for coming in and you we share this building together yeah, yes and it's so exciting to to just 
This place is amazing. This is like it was, is this like the dream you could have had for when it, when you wanted to have a home for for your show? I I think so. There I are... think this is better than what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Be- uh, definitely better than the other one. I guess that's true. I do some admin stuff in this building, so I I do I am in meetings where we talk about improvement. Okay. So seeing it as a dream space. And sure. I'm used to getting ready in the back of a stinky bar and the floor being covered <laughs> so, in tequila. So anything's better than that. Having a room where you can just do your thing, Meatball, is must be, uh, or do not have to worry about just uh, grime. <laughs> grime. Grime. Grime grossness. Can yes. we ask you some questions? Yeah, I have some questions yeah, for you. Course, because please. I feel like you use this space in a more regular or respectable way well it's his office well yeah and and you've got your shows and Mm -hmm. you uh maybe look like a more traditional podcast host like a normal human okay and we come in here yeah 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 with costumes you walk around half naked all the time Yeah, what's that like when you see me just (laughs) walk around hairy chested titties out Come know. on, Tom. It's, I'm into it. I like it. Oh, it's exciting. It. You think I want to be in here with just a ten other dudes that look like me? I don't know. Whatever. I don't how, know. Sometimes, how do you feel about how when I leave with feathers that? everywhere? Do you ever I recognize love, that I as a problem? All of it. I love all of it. <laughs> I would take that a hundred times out of a hundred over just like some bo- some boring podcast network where everyone is just looks the same and is a just a cookie cutter dude and yes it's amazing because then it also every it's just it creates a a, a special kind of energy i think mm-hmm. that there's that there's just a variety of, of yes. shows and a variety Absolutely. of people here sharing the same space all with like individual goals and a collective goal yeah. it makes it's it's what makes it special yeah i would take this anytime you see other podcast networks and everybody is just like the same, mm-hmm. and that's what it's great. It's that's a, true. That is yeah. true. I, we There's do a special place. We here. do sometimes joke though. Like sometimes I'm like, you know, other people work in here. We gotta keep it down. Yeah, like, I almost, <laughs> I almost started wearing a robe around here because I was like, I think people are tired of seeing my titties. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this: okay. no robes allowed. No oh! robes allowed. You do whatever yes. you want. Me, here I have another question for okay. you. Okay, we were instructed by Joe Cilio, CEO over here at Forever Dog. Uh, we were doing a specific show, mm-hmm. a specific episode, and he said, "I only have one rule for this episode." Okay. Oh no! No coming. No coming in, in the, the studio. In the studio. Okay. Have you ever been told that you're not allowed to come in the <laughs> studio? I think it might be. This implied. man has not slept in a day, and you're like, "Yeah, have a comment, D- work. Dipper." I think it might be implied. Okay. Just, it's just like, well, clearly not for us because no, we were okay. had to ask for permission. <laughs> okay. We were told. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, how long exactly have you been awake for? Like, where in your delirium are you? Yesterday morning. Yesterday. Yesterday morning. Oh, yeah, you I got up early before you well, even you started. I couldn't start at six p.m. I was. I had a whole. Had to so much to get ready for, and uh, from like three to five, I laid down and I slept for about a, an hour at like four in the morning. It took me a while to just calm down. You look great. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. I just, uh, it's great. It's just now it's just riding the the energy of the whole thing. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Just the yeah. adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I will say this, Dipper. We share, uh, we have offices next to each other. One oh, time no. I heard. Oh, no. This is what I heard you on the phone oh, no. through the wall. Oh, no. I, I can't even look at you. You said, I heard you go. <laughs> I feel like we're in the principal's office. You were like, 
and I never heard anything. I will never unhear this oh, no. my entire life. Oh, no. You said, well, I'm looking for somebody who identifies as a cum dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this yeah. is where I... This work. is my home. Next now, I'll I'm tell here. you, I remember mm-hmm. that phone call, uh-huh. and I found someone. Well, yeah, we did. I figured. No, that, that wasn't, wasn't even good. for what we were working on. You I know, mean, I, you just needed something for your personal life. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's for this documentary I'm working <laughs> on. Ah, yes. I had to find um, said dumpster. Sure. Now, it, have you ever heard of that term, come dumpster, before? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that no, was like a, just a strictly worry. gay Everybody thing. knows it. Everybody. Everybody knows. I bet your mom, Nikki, big fan of Tom, knows Oh, it. yeah. My mom's a big fan of your work. Oh, well. Please tell your mom I said hello. I told her that there's a suit from Monk over in the museum yeah. over here. Yep. I was going to take a closer look at it. Maybe well, smell a little Tony Shalhoub on that's it. That's from the pilot. Oh, the, really? Yeah, because I, I worked on every episode of Monk. Wow. Wow. Eight years. That was my first job in show business was writing on Monk. That was your first job first in show job, business and yeah. you were a writer? Now, how yeah. does that happen? <laughs> I'm uh, jealous. <laughs> I worked as an assistant to the guy who created Monk, and I kind of, it was like an audition working as an assistant, and then before, you know, he was just like, well, I have this other thing, if this show ever goes, you'll be the first person I hire, and it did go, and I got hired and worked on the pilot all the way to the end. Loyalty and talent. There it is. It's just like, yes. Now, I (laughs) will say this. (laughs) Okay. Did you you saw my Halloween costume last year? Did you ever Lana see a Del picture? Rey. Yes, I was Lana Del Rey. I did, I did see that. I was four hours of makeup for Absolutely. that. Absolutely, I was in the chair for four hours, so I came away with even more respect. But do you for the process? For the process, oh, <laughs> even more. Somehow, I found another level of respect. No, amazing economy and makeup. Uh, yeah, yeah, I said I had. I was yelling yes. at people in my home today, so I had to mm-hmm. just do lower half of my face. Okay, I love it. The glasses. But, yes, are four hours seems about right because yeah. you were like done, done. It, it done. didn't look I like a half thing. I had the the thing stretch in my face. They back. did the tape. tape? Oh, yeah, I had the tape, tape everywhere. Wow. That stuff hurts, but once it, you go numb to it after yeah, a while, you're fine. pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Once you're in party mode and you're maybe not feeling as much pain as you may have been feeling earlier, mm-hmm. it just it wasn't a thing. Oh, yes. what? And we had a conversation about the shoes. Oh yeah, well, oh, the yes, shoes? I knew you ended up going shoes. with the sandal. Right? I went with the sandals. Yes, because I didn't want feet to, for free I, on exactly. Halloween. <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> Bite off more than I could chew in of terms course. of like, I'm going to mm-hmm. do all this and I'm now going to walk in heels or something. It would have been a recipe for, for Oh, absolutely. Disaster. Walking in heels is almost impossible. When you went to the Beyonce concert. Absolutely. Did you see a lot of people who had made the um, rather uh, ambitious decision to be in a to heel? To be stunty in a heel all, all night long night. at Beyonce. And you could see them because I was down on the floor and you could okay. just see them by the end of the concert walking Wobbling. like pigeon toed, wobbly. Their yeah. heel was out of place. Or mm-hmm. just shoes off walking in public. I did see feet. a lot of barefoot people walking through SoFi Stadium and then through sure. the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered being a barefoot diva? <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, it is. Okay. Life well, is what you make of it. I you got some pretty We're nice little toesies in there. You ever think about selling Pixie those feet? <clears throat> Look, at this point, I've been on strike for four months. Any <laughs> Anything is on the table, maybe. Yeah. Anything. We can get you table. going. Are you yeah. on WikiFeet? Yeah, are you there? I'm sure Tony Shalhoub is. <sighs> You're familiar with WikiFeet, Oh, I'm of f- totally. I'm, but I just like, the idea of like, I'm not sure if I'm 
if I'm like, no, you're not on it. If I'm going to just be like, <sighs> well, you can always can't throw, find it. Throw you a can't photo do your own. You can't there. do your own wiki feed. Well, of course, account. you can't do your own. But a, thing ever. a friend of yours with the a working of the cell pod. phone can mm -hmm. kick out yeah. those little piggies. It's <laughs> no, not going to happen. Tonight. You know, they call no. um, sucking on toes shrimp diving. I know that. Yeah, that's what shrimpers are. I, yeah. What? Yeah. I thought I was going to come on here and shock you. You no. heard it all. I don't. I'm not. That's not for me. The feet, oh, it's not for me either. I just, no. I get really into the thought, like just thinking about people that are into it. You know, I like freaks. Freaks. Mm -hmm. I like weird stuff, mm -hmm. but not being a part of it. Mm -hmm. You just like being a party to it. Yeah. Wow. Knowing about it. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yes. Mom. You said everybody at SoFi Stadium was walking around tipping over and stuff. I saw the same thing that we saw Lady Gaga at Dodger Stadium, mm. and we were on the floor. Record breaking, right? And those seats were so tiny oh, and people were standing on them and falling in their heels because the, they're selling the the most narrow chairs they're not even technically seats at this thing because mm -mm. everybody's done up to the ninth and then they're trying to see so they climb up on the chair and they're these rickety plastic things that are barely supportive and you just saw a lot of people falling this way falling that way it's just I mean, it's kind of funny, but like at the Beyonce concert, when people did try to stand on the chair, security came over immediately and mm -hmm. was like, get down, get down. Yeah. But I feel like Lady Gaga, her fans, those little monsters, yeah. probably are unstoppable. Yeah, well, no, they're they on they the were. edge of glory. I'm on the edge. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah. You heard it while I you were there, the probably. show, yeah. And that was the other crazy thing. Like, first four songs just goes like, boom, boom, hit, 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 hit. Just like, it's almost like a dare to say, like, I'm going to torch four of my biggest songs on the Off top the bat. oh for it's sure. just like like what a what a challenge that is to everybody to go like i don't need to hold like i'll just right. burn my hits early and i'm still gonna win the night it's Absolutely. such an impressive thing one might say she she would marry the night <laughs> okay there's another hit for you yes Thank you. Uh, have you seen that video of her in vegas where she's playing the piano. Oh, no. She's doing her jazz uh -huh. residency. Okay. And she starts playing the piano and she says, you know, I've got something to say mm -hmm. about trans rights in this country. Mm -hmm. And then she just starts to sing. She doesn't actually say anything she about it. She doesn't actually say anything. Right. What she's A saying is, move. she's saying, the song I'm singing is my oh, okay. statement. That's oh, the statement. what was the listen. song? Born This Way. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Where she says, baby, I was born this way. That's right. So no matter gay, straight or bi. Asian, Indian, white. What did she say? Those aren't the words. Oh, okay. You had a joke you wanted to run by. No, Tom. I don't want to run it by you because okay. I don't know what it's going to be like and it's live. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. Look, I respect that. Standards and practice. I will say sometimes when you all are in full show mode. Oh, shake the building. I will be the opposite end of the building. Uh oh. And I hear. Yeah. I laugh very loud. Yeah, I love it. But I will say, I've said to Brett <laughs> once in a while, I just panels. say like, I say like, I don't even know if they need microphones for this show. <laughs> we don't. I think they could just do the show from here and everyone will hear it. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Like, Worldwide. Just let everybody know when it's on. They just like open their window and they'll hear the, they'll hear the show. We do, we do get quite loud. No, we actually a, had someone write in. Mm-hmm to the show and say you know it's really challenging to sleep to your podcast oh yeah because okay. every once in a while then don't 
That was what I say because I come else back. To sleep too. Well, here's something. I when we come back from the break, I like scream so mm-hmm. that if they're fast forwarding, yeah. they know when to stop. That's sure. how you do it. Yeah. yeah. That's because that's what I expect from my podcast. Someone screaming. A a loud scream right after the break. To say the break is over. Yeah. So I think it wakes them up when they're trying to relax at night. Sure. Well, there's there's 8,000 other things to listen to when you're trying to go to sleep. Put on some whale sounds. Exactly. Whale sounds. What a couple episodes of Monk. Monk is perfect sleep. I'm telling you. TBS, baby. It is. You watch Monk. It's like mashed potatoes (laughs) in terms of it's comfortable. You like it, it goes down easy, and you can just relax. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Oh, well, that means so much. And please tell your mom. Nikki. Nikki the most exciting. Please tell Nikki. Anytime Nikki wants to check the monk suit out, wherever. Where's mom? Where's mom? (laughs) She's in Texas. She's in Texas. Well, look, she's just one flight away from Mm, hanging out with the I don't know how to tell you, but my mom doesn't fly. Okay, How well is that part of her life? She can hitchhike. Can she hitchhike? She would rather drive or take a train. Sure. You ever taken a Isn't long train run? Ever taken a long train trip? No, I haven't. Have you? I went from Los Angeles to New Jersey. Ooh, one How time. long was that? Like three days. It was amazing. It was I've heard great. that they have some real nice. What year? Um, well, Amtrak's really gone downhill. This is about ten years ago, so okay. maybe. But if you get a roommate, the yes. small room, it's got one its own person, bathroom. Yeah, it has like it's a bathroom that like a few people share. Oh, it's not okay. just for everybody. <laughs> but the roommate has like two chairs facing each other that you can like lower, and they turn into a bed. Ooh. And they have bedding on top. You lay it down, and you can just go to sleep in the thing. The- it's pretty amazing. I love that. There are two sort of very coveted train rides. One goes along uh, the West Coast here, and the other one is sort of like on the North. It's like through Montana or something like that, where the views, they yeah. have like oh, a yeah. viewing the cabinet. Viewing yeah, that's what there is. There's a, it's like car. there is it's a glass ceiling, yes. mm-hmm. and you can just sit and look at everything. The, the I think the Amtrak rides people like are that's from... It's up the West Coast mm-hmm. to the Pacific, whatever it's called, the yes. Emerald Pacific. Goes up to Seattle, so you can get all of the all of the West Coast. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Slow down, take a trip Maybe to take Seattle. Some, that's exactly. And some time. I'm gonna say the best part was the internet was so spotty that it was a way to force yourself to not be on the internet for once in my <laughs> Read life. Read a book. Stay yeah. That's exactly what it was. Oh. Disconnect for a minute. It really was three days, a, but it was like a challenge. Suddenly you're just like, hey, it's so cool. I don't. My phone's not working, and it's suddenly you're just like, mm, this is, my phone's still not working. <laughs> and you're just like, I would like to see it a little bit. Like, I, I don't want to be on it all the time. A little bit, though. Yeah. I moved, when I moved from Chicago to New York, I took the Amtrak. Okay. Similarly spotty internet. Uh, but I did it because I was taking like four bags and they had like a better luggage allotment than a plane. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah. But the internet was so bad, I watched Stomp the Yard three times on DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the that's insane to me. I was so me. bored. No. I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess the yard needs stomping once." That time more. when you're that third <laughs> do you time. Have, do you have like a go-to plane movie when you're traveling? Something that you like to watch every time? The weirdest movie I used to watch on planes. I had this portable DVD player Stop. for a long time. <laughs> I would watch Jackass the movie. Oh, oh okay. okay. Which. How, now tell me what what is your opinion of the Jackass franchise? Because like like John Waters, for example, will say this is 
the most homoerotic thing that yes, has yes. ever existed. It is. Agree. And I, agree. I feel like when people look back at this time, they will say the uh, the beginning of acceptance of, of certain things of guys being able to touch a guy without it meaning anything other than I'm touching you right. and being comfortable with touching another guy for for wildly straight guys yeah mm-hmm. jackass a wall that a barrier went down because those guys were so comfortable being naked with each other yeah. and mm-hmm. touching each other and goofing around with each other and without there being any hang-ups or mention of anything with it it just was fun for its own sake yeah i, I think that I that think tracks for sure true. and they all are like super cool i got to interview them on the red carpet for the jackass five jackass forever whatever the yeah, most the, recent that would one be was the fourth one and yeah. so i like asked them that i was like why do you think that like so many gay people are drawn to y'all and they're like mm-hmm. well because we're comfortable in our masculinity we're not gay we mm-hmm. just know that like we can do these things and not be gay yeah, and it was just so nice to like see that. I yeah, guess. and the really really hot one, Chris Pontius. Oh, Chris Pontius. Yeah. Pontius. He like his uniform just became like a thong. Being nude. Yeah. yeah, and naked, and it was like okay. It's like that mannequin we have out in the lobby there. Oh, you know yeah. where that's from? Party. That boy. was literally okay. his house decor. That was in my house okay. for about two years. <laughs> it had a plant sitting on top of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I put it in a music video, and then I was like, what should I do with this? I bought it, mm-hmm. and then it was in my living room for a while, and then I was like, gotta get rid of that brought it here D- drop it off at the office <laughs> tom's got to see this well listen look. tom brought a lot of items to the office things. look don't worry <laughs> there's a museum there's yeah a museum. leave it like that yeah well we're not gonna leave i'm gonna bum everybody out <laughs> that's, that's a very limited point i know i know my uh limits here and i'm not gonna make oh God, everybody you, else you are t- you're so tired I am very, <laughs> but I'm also like weirdly amped now. I'm yeah. sure it's just adrenaline because I look and it's 90 minutes and we're done. Isn't that wow. crazy? Yeah. When was the last time you pulled an all nighter? Oh, I haven't in years, but I used to do it to like make costumes before like traveling. I would stay up all night rhinestoning and sewing and doing all that and mm. then just sleep on the plane. Okay. Yeah. I haven't done like a proper all nighter since college. It's, uh, I'm way too old to be doing this. It's very cool. It might it's, kill you. It might. Well, Uh-oh. well, not here in the studio. Not here. Need like, to, yeah, need to bring Joe. It down. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. You know, Joe will do. Joe will walk me across the street <laughs> so I didn't die on uh, Forever Dog <laughs> property. Yeah, he'll be like, let's go over to the vet. Let's look. <laughs> he'll put you down. <laughs> let's go. He'll be like, let's go over to, He'll take gonna... me over to Universal Bar and Grill. Be like, okay. Well, you, I know you that's can your croak spot. over here. Oh, I went there for the first time. <laughs> Wait, is it good? Never mind. <laughs> it, I know that they do a drag show there. Apparently, it, they do. Yes, it is. It just it, they, they do, do karaoke. They everywhere. do all sorts of stuff. I think it's worth. I think you might have fun at Universal Bar and Grill. Uh, Brett, when we do best show on Tuesday nights, <laughs> Brett will pop over and he comes back and he seems a little happier <laughs> when he comes back. Got good Not food. saying good anything. Food. Good food. He loves the, the food so much. The delicious. Brett food. loves the food over there. <laughs> Doesn't it look like the best food you've oh, ever for had? for sure. And one final thing, and then we got to get somebody else on the phone. <laughs> I want to ask you, when you come through uh-huh. and you see Universal Studios, do you ever see this thing for Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium? 
Like the 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 billboard. It's like the the sign where at the gates for Universal. Oh no, they're no, on I strike. Look, they're I don't on even strike. look I'm over there. there. All this, I see but is this a has giant nothing to do with you. Looking over, <laughs> the minion looks down on us like our minion over. No, so what's Toothsome's? There's a place called Toothsome's Chocolate Mouthful Emporium. It is a steampunk chocolate restaurant. Oh, it's in City Walk. It's I've in walked City by Walk. it. It's over by the AMC. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yes, it's across. Yes, it's. A, but it is the most ridiculous place. There is a. They're dressed in steampunk outfits. No. The waiters and the servers are dressed in steampunk. And then there's this robot walking around. It's a spoiler. It's a, somebody's in there. It's <laughs> oh, not an actual man. robot. I don't want to ruin the. <laughs> It's like Christmas. I'm they have that hot chocolate that comes like a globe, and then you smash it with the spoon. I don't know. You know they have what that. I'm talking about Brett was like, Brett's like, you got to go to this place. <laughs> they have chocolate bread. They bring out chocolate bread as an appetizer, and we go there, and they bring this bread out. It's basically a poorly baked chocolate cake in bread shape, <laughs> and I'm like, Brett, what are you? <laughs> What are you eating? Because you eat the chocolate bread, then your meal comes. So you're eating, oh, I ate some chocolate bread, then my salmon came. Like, you're not supposed to go yeah, from that's sweet. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. And then you're supposed to go to dessert after that. No. Weird. Well, that's very strange. I don't know that I'd trust salmon from a chocolate shop. I got to say, you might not. I, but wrong. you know where I would trust it? Universal Bar and Grill. And I'm going over there right now. For some well, glug glug. It was, glug. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so great! And seriously, it's it's so much fun to be in this place with you all, and to have to share this space. And I really do think it makes it adds up to something special. That, I agree. Yeah, that uh, there's all sorts of there's everybody's there. here, and it's it's just more fun. And I I love it, and I love every day I see. Everybody done up. It just brightens the place. <laughs> yeah. Because what's better? You want to see like gray paint on the walls? Yeah. Or I used to paint gray. Or, no, but or sort of like light caramel, light caramel paint. Kind of amazing. Kind of chocolate and red. You colored. know what? You guys really inspire me with everything you do here at Best Show. Like oh, for sure. The fucking bands and like all of that stuff. Like that is so impressive. When I come in and I'm like, "Oh, what happened last week?" and they're like, "Oh, we had a thousand piece instrument it's orchestra yeah. come Y'all in." Y'all are up to some crazy. You had Vampire stuff. Weekend last night. They came by and hung out in here. Yeah, okay. that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was great. They're, they're you know I've a lot of famous guys people. Kesha, Kesha was here. Kesha that? was on the show. Yeah, look at that. I had, love uh, her. We got we got to go right on Monk. You got to ride on Monk. Monk That's the two. ticket. There. Monk two. We're yes. gonna go work on Monk the two. Squeak wall. The squeak wall. <laughs> the squeak wall. We had um, we had Rob Halford on from the singer from Judas Priest, mm. and he said on the show last year he was like, "My dream is to do a duet with Dolly Parton," and then he just did do a <gasps> duet with Dolly Parton on her rock album that she just put out. So it was like the first. Dreams come Place true. Wait, so if you make a wish here, it comes true. Okay. It really is kind of like the truth. To me. <laughs> well, that's controversial. Look under, the, look under your chair. <laughs> oh my you, god! I got a ball. You've been adopted. Yay! There maybe, it is. Maybe that's, maybe round two will work yay! out. That's, that's all I wanted. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. Seriously, thank you so much. Big Dipper Meatball. What a thrill. Thank you. Thank you. Tom. And I hope you get, get some rest restful tonight. sleep. I'm going to get some sleep. For like sleep. two days straight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all I'm going to say, 
just see who come, we got people coming on. Not gonna say who. <laughs> see who comes on. Don't say anything. See who comes on. We got 90 minutes to go. Okay. It's a couple surprises. We'll see who comes on. A couple more surprises. It's Oprah. It's Oprah. <laughs> Might be Oprah with a bassinet and you're going to get in because you just got adopted. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to the phones. We got hot phones going on. Hot, hot phones. Hot phones here on the best show. Hello, best show. Oh my god. I know. I know what this is. I know what this means. Oh my goodness. Could it be true? Hello, Best Show. How on earth do you remember me? How on earth do I remember you? Anytime I hear the Rocky music, it's Philly Boy Roy. Hello, at your disservice. <laughs> at my disservice. How are you doing, Roy? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing good. The big question is, how's, how are you doing? We're doing okay. Holding it together uh, in the home stretch here. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. You're a, tr- you're a true iron man. I am a true or, 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 how do you say the word? Oiron? Oiron. Oiron, yes, of course. Yeah. One of the, one of the metals, Oiron. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, you're like Jerry Lee Lewis doing that telethon back in the 70s, but with way less star power until right now. <laughs> Did you say Jerry Lee Lewis? Yeah, that's who did them telethons back then. I don't think Jerry Lee Lewis did the tele. I think it was Jerry Lewis. No, don't you remember? It was Jerry Lee Lewis, and he'd he'd end every telethon with a very dramatic, tear-filled version of a whole lot of shaking going on, and he'd go, "Open up, a honey." It's no, that's High School Confidential. He'd go, Open "That up, honey, it's it's me there and knocking it." And then all the kids would throw their crutches down and they start doing the twist. I don't, I really, Roy, I don't want to pull rank on you. I'm pretty sure it was Jerry Lewis, not Jerry Lee Lewis. Wait, the guy from that donut scene? In Hardly Working? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. When he's like No, I think I'm still right. Okay, well, I'm. I will agree to disagree on that one. Okay, hey, you know, if they was doing that telethon right now, I'd be a shoe in for a guest spot. You'd be a shoe in for a guest spot on the telethon. Yeah, yeah. What would what would that be then? I don't. I can't even picture that. Um, say hello. Philly Boy Roy. Of course, Philly Boy Roy. I know Philly Boy Roy. I said hello to you already. Oh, Silly Boy Roy. S-I-L-L-Y. Silly Boy Roy. Yes. What what is up with Silly What tell me about Silly Boy Roy? This is a new one. 
I'm doing stand-up now. I don't know why I didn't think of this when I first started calling in about two years ago. It's so easy to do this. Stand-up is easy? Oh, yeah. You just get up there and talk. Everyone I know who's done stand-up for, for like, a legitimate thing has said how hard it is. Oh, now they've probably been doing it wrong. Look, check it out. So, um... I was seeing them hooters at a club down shore with my. Yeah, they're doing it wrong. Okay, okay. So you said you're what? You were seeing who? The hooters? Yeah, yeah. I was down at Barnegat with my bro, uh, Pat Burkery. It was kind of the final summer blowout. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. So anyway, the hooters is playing, and one of the hooters was having amp problems, you know, his amplifier. Okay. Right? Yeah, it was it was John Lilly who who I go way back with to Robert Hazard and the Heroes, right? Back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. Going way yeah. back then, huh? We, we, the Heroes we days. Par- we partied like crap on the Hindenburger back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 blimp, remember the Hindenburger? Yeah. <laughs> Hindenburger. The Hindenburg? What do you think it's called? The Hindenburg. Oh, is it called the Hindenburg? Not. Oh, no wonder everyone's been laughing at me for 40 years. <laughs> it's the Hindenburg, Roy. Okay. Well, have you ever heard about them Hindenburg rats? Oh, what? Say the Hindenburg rats? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what that is. Okay, well... You know, when, when the Hindenburg took off from Germany, all these German rats got on, and, and they were on it for the entire trip. And, you know, when the thing caught fire in New Jersey, these rats, they was doing bumps till the very end. They had cocaine. The, the rats on the Hindenburg had cocaine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so by the time, you know, it was kind of sitting in the sky and they, they put the ropes down, mm-hmm. them rats was just like 100 feet up in the air. So they would just kind of climb down the rope and they ran to safety. And a lot of the descendants of these Hindenburg rats still live in the Pine Barrens. I didn't know that. I didn't know any of this, Roy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They say Chris Christie is two-thirds Hindenburg rat. I didn't, I didn't know any of this, Roy. Roy, can I ask you a huge favor? Yeah, Rachel Bullock. Roy, oh, can, course, yes. can you just, what if you just, I just have to go real quick. I need 90 seconds, Roy. Can you hold, can you hold oh, yeah, the show you for 90? Time? You hold the show for 90 seconds. I'll be right back. Absolutely. Okay. Give me one second. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Okay. So let, let me continue on on my story. So anyway, John Lilly's amp dies down at the beach at Barnegat, right? And so during the show, there's all this dead space, right? You know, they're just kind of dicking around like, oh, we got to fill time, you know, while we get this amp fixed. So I go, what the hell? I'll just get up there and be Roy for a few minutes, right? And then after I do some, you know, some jokes and just, some, you know, some shtick that the Hooters is going to keep playing, right? So I get up there and 
Eric Bazilian, you know, he's the guy that sings a lot of the Hooters hits along with Rob Harmon. Of course, they was in Baby Grand back in the day. And of course, they're involved in Cindy Lauper's hit uh, album, She's So Unusual, right? Okay, so I'm up there on stage and Eric looks me in the eye and he goes, Roy, you let these Jersey mouth breathers see why Philly rules and Jersey drools for life. And I give him that old Roxboro wink, right? And I just start riffing. Oh my God. I gave those beach bastards the old Roxboro rash. <laughs> Roy, they didn't know what hit them. Roy, thank you so much for for covering. I had to just see a man about a dog. Absolutely, yeah. I I was just uh, filling in all those cubicle jockeys out there. What was going on with my story? Mm-hmm. I I uh, yeah. Okay. I, uh, people love it when you talk, Roy. That's why I wasn't worried for a second. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so I get on the mic and I'm, and I, I just break out this story. I'm just making it up as I go along. Right. So it's keep in mind, this is 700 hardcore New Jersey beach idiots, right? <laughs> hardcore beach idiots. Okay. Yeah. Right. You've seen them on the boardwalk, right? Down well, their ship bottom. It pains me to say, I know what you're talking about. And I'm from New Jersey. Right? Game recognized to... game. Game. Yeah. Game <laughs> recognized or dumb recognizes dumb. I don't know. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I you know did. you didn't. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Okay. So I get on the mic and, and I say, you know, um, I was walking to my hotel on the beach after going to the store today and uh, the my bag broke open and all the contents spilled onto the sidewalk in front of these two guys from right here in New Jersey, and all my groceries fell out, including a six pack of ivory soap. And the crowd's like rapt attention, right, Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I go. So one of the guys points to the bars of soap and he goes, "What's that?" And I go, "It's soap." And the guy looks at me, you know, like Chaka on Land of the Lost, looking at the dad when the dad pulled out that fog hat eight track and started blasting slow ride. Sure. He didn't know what he was seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even know and what I he was go, seeing. And I go, ain't you never seen soap? And they both go, no. <laughs> those, those Jersey mutants didn't know what soap was. That's Roy or money. They, they, no, I'm not done the joke yet. I'm okay. not done the joke. Oh, okay, yet. you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. You. I just took a took offense. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. See, those Jersey mutants don't know what soap was, or money, or shopping. And then I go. I scratch my head and I go. You know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think there might have been dogs I was talking to. <laughs> Unexpected twist, right? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty funny. No, that's that crowd. That's funny. That it is. And that crowd, they went wild. And then one guy yells, You are a perfect cross between Andy Kaufman and Stephen Wright. That's a huge compliment. 
It is. And then Tom. Yeah. Another guy yells out, yeah, edgy but weird. Edgy but... Roy, that's not the worst thing. Yeah. And and Tom, it gets even better. Yeah. In the audience that night was the booker from the punchline. You know, Philly's premier comedy club. Sure, the punchline. Everybody knows the punchline. Oh, yeah. So he approaches me. He loved what he saw. And get get this. Silly boy Roy is going to open for Sarah Sherman in two weeks. Really? Yeah, she seems nuts, right? She seems nuts. In a good way. Oh, yeah. That's so uh, I'm up and running. Roy, that's impressive. Silly boy Roy. Oh, yeah, and check it out. Philly boy Roy. I'll still be Philly boy Roy to my my friends, but you know, my goal is to have a Netflix special by Christmas. Wait, not this Christmas. Oh yeah. Why not? Because it's September already. Well, you do the show in one night, and then they edit it, and then it's done, right? I think it's a little trickier than that. I think there's more moving parts. Yeah. I think it's a, I think you might want to, I think you might want to go slow with this, Roy. There's something that could. Okay. It could backfire if you get a little too, a little too cocky. Oh, never. Me too, cocky. Look, I'm only going to give you one of these because I don't want any of your comedy toadies stealing my jokes. Okay? So I'll give you a little sample, a little little taste, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'd love it. I'd love to hear it. Nobody's going to steal your jokes also, Roy. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. All right, well, this... This little joke is super timely in light of today's developments. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, hey, everybody. Uh, they finally found the guy who escaped from that jail in Chester County. You know, the guy that frog marched up the, up the, up the two walls and escaped. Okay. <laughs> it, it should come... As no surprise to anyone that they found him at the CTC waiting on the 109 bus that was an hour behind schedule as usual. (laughs) That's not bad. I I don't know what to say. Thank you. This is, I don't know how I feel about this, that you're not bad at this. I'm pretty good, right? Roy, it's, I don't, I think you got to ease up. You got to tread lightly, but you're off no, to, a, you, well, okay. You do, you tread as, as much or little as you want then. Well, as it stands right now, I got about, you know, uh, 25 minutes of, of septa jokes, you know, like who, who can't relate to jokes busting on one specific aspect of one specific city's public transport. System, right? That is uh 
again, that's the kind of thinking you're going to learn where the line is, where too like going too specific for too long could could bite you uh if you if you go a little too uh if you get a little too comfortable Roy you just got to watch out that's all i'm saying oh rats okay well uh oh so i might have to retool because half of my jokes is septa related i mean i don't know if you want half of your jokes to be about the public transport system in philadelphia Okay, well, what about this 10-minute chunk I got on why the Route 15 trolley is the only surface trolley line in the city transit division that's not part of the subway surface trolley lines, even though it's clearly designated as such on SEPTA's rail maps? Very narrow. Very narrow. Look, maybe it'll kill. Maybe it won't. You're, it's, a, it's a tricky thing. I think I might be a little too okay. specific. Okay, well, here's here's my plan. I, I want to be doing comedy in Vegas by 2025, right? Okay. I'm amazed that you're giving it. Think about I'm it, amazed man. that you're even giving it till 2025. I'm, a, I'm amazed you're not saying you want to do it for, uh, like, do a New Year's Eve show this year in Vegas. Oh, I tried, but they're all booked up, all, all the hotels. Oh, so it's just a matter of the booking. Yeah. Not yeah. a matter of you being ready. Not at all. But, I, I mean, how how cool would it be out there, hanging with Eddie Trunk and the cast of Cirque Dis Olay? It would be pretty cool to hang out with Eddie Trunk on the, on the strip in Vegas. And pretty cool. And the cast of Cirque Dis Olay? Pretty yes. Neat. That's Cirque du Soleil. It's no, what? it's it's a show that combines the best of of surf rock and bullfight music. I don't, I don't think that's what it is. Oh, okay. Well, look, let's move on to a new topic. I'm working on a cologne. You're you're working on a cologne. I am. Yes. Okay. Why? That's what it's called. What is it called? Why? Because. It's called Roy. It's called Roy. Um. Roy. Okay. And are you working? What? What is the? What are? Is there a, a way you can describe the fragrance? Oh yeah, strap yourself in. Okay. Okay. Check it out. Roy is an upscale melange of butterscotch crimpets, Yingling Light. Dark chocolate peanut juice and Mike Schmidt's batten glove. That's your your cologne smells like Mike Schmidt's batting <laughs> glove. That's yeah. Ain't never smelled it. I've never smelled Mike Schmidt's batting glove. No. Well, next time you're you're with me and we do one of our classic two minute bear hugs, you're gonna smell it. Uh, I I. Again, I don't know why I'm saying this. Okay. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> I don't. But you know what's interesting about the cologne? What's that? 
the cologne's actually responsible for a life changing meeting I had recently. Mm-hmm. How so? Okay, so check it out. So, well, a few weeks ago, I'm walking through Philly International when I was coming back from movie con out in San Diego. You didn't go this year, did you? No, I did not. It was so cool, Tom. Guess who I met? Who who did you meet? I'm really curious. I met I met Ray Walston Jr. and I also met Billy Barty's grand dog. Ray Walston Jr., the guy from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, his son. Yeah. And then you met who? Who was the second one? Billy. Remember Billy Barty? Of course. Yeah, Billy Barty. His grandson? Oh, his grand dog. His grand dog. What does that mean? Yeah. Like three generations down of dogs? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, right? Well, it's, it's different. Well, you know, I guess I, I shouldn't be talking to you about dogs because word on the street is that you were really mean to a dog who had a very important birthday and you didn't you didn't sign the card if right I, or something. If I got to hear about you? Roy, if I got to hear about me not doing doing right by a dog's birthday by not giving a proper birthday wishes. That's I, I don't know what to say. Roy Billy Barty's grand dog. Yeah. But you know what the coolest part of this of the movie con was? What's that? They rolled out the definitive top ten movie lines of all time. The top movie lines of all time. Top fifteen, you said? Yeah, yeah. Ten. Ten. Top ten, okay. What are the top ten movie lines of all time? All right. We're gonna start at number ten, okay? Okay. Right. You and your mother are hillbillies. This is the house of learned doctors. Name it. Stepbrothers. JCR, yeah. Okay, number nine. Ready? Yeah. Earl was chewing me. I'm not sure. Uh, that's Kathy Moriarty in Neighbors. Of course. Now I remember that one. All right. Number eight. Yeah. Look, man, either those cats cooled or we don't play. I'm sick of it, man. Look, man, either those cats cool it or we don't play. What is that? It sounds very familiar. That's cheap. That's Keith Richards and Gimme Shelter. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Number seven. I'm sure you know this one. Okay. It's it's this. It's uh. Hold my beer, Mike. This boat needs to be way bigger. Sure. Of course, that's Jaws. Of course. Yeah, Ricky Dreyfus. Uh, all right, number six. The president. 
is Ronald Reagan. I'm not sure which one that is. That's C. Thomas Howell in Soul Man. Okay. A soul Man. See, he, he's... He's using it inc- He's using it incorrectly. He it's precedent with a C. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Yeah. What's number five? Roddy Man brews on the inside. Not sure. Oh please! The greatest movie to ever take place in Philly. What is it? Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Okay. Dip. Sorry. Okay. All right. It's okay. Number four. We need more reverb. More staccato repeats. Not sure about that one either. That's in the number four all-time. That's Joan Jett in... That's... Yeah. Okay. And what, what yeah. is movie is that? It's, jo- it's Joan, Jett in light of... jo- Joan Jett in Light of Day. Okay. The rocker, the rocker movie. Okay. Number three, the aforementioned "Where Are They?" Mm-hmm. All right, Tom. Big shocker here. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Number two. Now you're telling me. Yeah. Well, I want to say Mason ain't even in the top ten no more, and you know why? Why is that? The buzz at the con was that you and your dumb friend ruined that line for all perpetuity and that Charles Grodin's last words were, I want those guys dead. What did you do? He wants us dead. Yeah, yeah. I I have no idea. Outside of just being a fan of the movie Clifford, no idea. Okay. All right, number two is, of course, uh, we like to send out a mailer. Of course, that's from National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay, the greatest line in the history of cinema. Going to shock you. Okay, I'm ready. You think Maury tells his wife everything? It's good, fellas. Yeah. I Great got line, right? Yeah. I got that one. Yeah, yeah. I did pretty good. <laughs> okay. You did great. All right. So anyway, I'm coming back from MovieCon. I'm I'm at the airport. I sneak into the American Airlines Admirals Club. It's a whole universe in there, Tom. I didn't know nothing about it. Okay, that they had a club at the airport. They got brownies, they got marshmallow treats, they got coffee machines. It's sick. Sounds pretty sick in there. Okay, so check it out. So I'm helping myself to my third round of chili, right? And this office bro comes up and he goes, dude, what's that cologne? Pretty crazy, right? Somebody comes up smelling your cologne. Yeah. And yeah. asks you, and, and oh, I me- know. it means so much that they literally ask you, what's your cologne? Absolutely, yeah. So I tell him about Roy, the cologne. He invites me over to meet his friends from work. And Tom, I go over and I meet his friends. They tell me they work in the front office of Wawa. Which is crazy, right? That's wild. 
Wawa is your favorite place. It is. It is. And I tell them, look, guys, I'm ride or die for Wawa. Mm-hmm. And they took a shine to me. Okay. That's and good. So check, check this. Check it out. One thing leads to another. And bada bing, you're talking to the new fixer for the Wawa Corporation. You're the new fixer? Yeah. What, what does that entail? Well, I'll tell you this. It, 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 it's an off-book job. Like, it, it's, you're not going to find it on the payroll. So basically what happens if, um, it, if a, a handsy Uts potato chip driver needs to be taken on a little trip down Schuylkill and flagrant, flagrantly reprimanded for hitting on female employees, uh, yeah, they call Roy. So you're the, you clean up the messes. I do. I do. And although I don't use my real name, I have a code name. What, what is it? Never toasted. No, that's, that make that's a good one for Wawa. Never toasted. Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be that. So, so check it out. So Wawa sending me down to Raleigh, North Carolina to open up the first Wawa down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm real worried. What, what, why would you be worried? Do they even got water down there? In North Carolina? Yeah, they have water. Yeah. Oh, I thought they was like drinking out of cricks or something. No, they've got water. Not drinking out of cricks. It's going to be like deliverance. It ain't going to be like deliverance. That baby seemed cool. He did seem cool. Yeah, yeah. Kind of guy you could get a beer with. Oh. Oh, no. What, 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 what's wrong, Roy? Oh, crap. What? Um, I don't know how this is, I don't know how it's possible, but there's a swarm of Hindenburg rats crawling up my row house steps. Oh, no. A swarm of Hindenburg rats are crawling up your steps. Yeah, they must have been listening to our yak fest. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I what, what, what are they going to do? Are you, are you okay? Are you safe? I'm terrified. No, they're forming, they're forming like a rat ladder, and they're, they're going to open my front doorknob soon. Okay. Oh, my God, Tom, I'm so scared. Mm-hmm. Tom, Tom, this is like when Joe Flaherty tells his son that scary bedtime story, and then he turns the light on, and the kid's so scared it's Harry Gray. <laughs> yes, I remember that episode. No. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. No. Roy, you got to be safe. Oh, be man. safe. Oh, man. Todd, I'm going to go out there and fight him. You know why? Why? Because I'm on cocaine. Okay, okay you're on I'm co- so proud of you, my friend. Oh, thank you, Roy. I appreciate it. Silly boy, Roy. Philly boy, Roy, a.k.a. Silly boy, Roy. Thank you so much, buddy. My pleasure. You only got you only got 24 hours to go. No, okay, we have. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, Roy. We have an hour to go, not 24. Okay. Amazing. I think. Thank you to Philly boy, Roy. Uh. I believe. Do we have our our next guest ready? 
as I live and breathe, oh my God, I've been doing this show for 23 hours now. I think I'm hallucinating because on the screen is my final guest of this 24-hour thing. Please welcome to the show, Tony Shaloub. This is so exciting. Tony, how are you? Hi, Tom. I'm sure your guest will be relieved to know that I'm the final guest. Are you kidding? People are, I can see it on the chat. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Wow. Love it. Tony, it's su this is such a thrill. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually good, all things considered. Um, uh, are we on a, like a radio thing or a Zoom? Because I, I don't see you. You can't I see me? Um, no. I'm not sure. How I, can, I can hear you. I can see you. You can hear well, now me. I can see okay, there now we go. How are I you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. So you, you're doing good? It's so good. I got to just say, you you don't even know this. I've been doing this for an hour, I mean, an hour a day. So I'm a little, a little, little squishy in certain ways. <laughs> so you got to excuse me. Um, <laughs> my brain is getting softer by the minute. Um, well, how would we be able to tell, really? Well, I, mean, I look, I, I can when I can't feel certain words and they're just like out of reach, and then the word is cup or sandwich <laughs> and i'm like what's that thing called between bread and it's a it's a sandwich uh, tony you're you are um you i just want to say monk was the first job i had in this industry in this work it written oh. my oh i had plenty of jobs that were not that i i did a i had a hundred jobs before that monk was my first proper job and it was the greatest first showbiz job anybody could ever have. And I learned everything about working in this industry and, and so much about just working and just being an adult because of that show and because of Andy Breckman and because of you. It just was, it was like going, to, it was like getting paid to go to college. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I think it was a good experience all around for, for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so we were all covering, you know, covering new ground. I mean, for me, having been an actor for a long time, uh, but not having been a producer mm -hmm. uh, before that, uh, that was a, it was a real education for me, you know, just uh, wearing all these different hats and, and uh, working with the, the writers and the, and the, network and the studio um uh, in the, it was it was a real and the other producers of course absolutely um, yeah. yeah it was a real it was a real learning learning experience yeah do, do you remember because i remember i was working with andy and andy had been working on this this detective show and it was a matter of um who's who's the right person for the part and it's one of those things where when you're at a, a certain level, you don't audition for things. You do the thing, and that's what that's what that's a part of being at a certain level. You don't have to tap dance for the part. It's accepted that you're uh, you bring your talent to the table, and that's what you will get. Now, you, I, I will say this: everybody who was auditioning, or, or everybody who you saw on tape and stuff. 
everybody was going. They were there was there was Inspector Clouseau basically. Like people were going bumbling, knocking stuff over, and I'll never forget the day when I Andy was on the set of the pilot, and I was like, "How is it? What is it like?" And he was like, "Tom, Tony, Shaloub figured this whole thing out. Everybody was going big. He's going underneath it all, and it's the key to the whole thing." is he's playing it small and it just was like, it's the most ingenious thing. What was your, what was your mindset approaching this character? Because it's, if you do it too big, it is, it's slapstick. And then you, then you, then it runs its course very quickly. You get your fill because it's, it's hard to, you're not believing that this is a human. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for, for, for that lovely compliment. I mean, it, it's not 100% accurate. I, I, um, I really had a lot of help finding that slot, that certain tone. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> David Hoberman, who was a co-creator of this show mm -hmm. with, with Andy, um, is a, is a, was a major, was and is a major film producer and, and was getting into television. Um, he, he had a lot of experience as a young, as a kid with, with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. So, he, you know, I mean, he, he suffered from it and uh, he really, he wanted to keep the, the tone of this show. Uh, he didn't want to send it up. He wanted to keep it kind of um, honoring the disorder, finding the humor, but not, not parodying the the, the problem, the, mm -hmm. the disorder. And then of course, I also had a, a equal amount of help from our director of the pilot, uh, Dean Pariso. Absolutely. He also uh, helped me a lot. Just, you know, what was what was going to be uh, too small? What was going to be too big? What was, was a kind of a Goldilocks situation? Um, but but I guess just from my point of view, I always feel like when when uh, I just have learned over the years, uh, my approach or the, the approach that has evolved is is when you're doing comedy, you really try to focus on what's really serious about the character mm -hmm. and the situation, and you know what's at stake and um, kind of let the comedy grow out of that. And then conversely, if I'm doing a drama, when I'm reading a script and I'm trying to figure out what to do or how to do it, I, I look for the jokes, frankly, mm -hmm. because I mean, in drama, it, you, you wanna, when you're doing a dramatic character, I, I, I'm just curious about what makes, what makes that character laugh, what makes that, char what, what makes that character funny. Um, alongside the you know the poignant emotional dramatic stuff mm -hmm. and and the and the beauty of monk was rare for for in my experience anyway for television was that it was a balancing act between that dramatic and the comedic yeah. uh, because of the character's problem and because of the character's big issue which was his inability to solve his wife's murder mm -hmm. it, and there's only you know so you have to kind of be true to that uh, the, the premise there 
Yeah, yeah. It really it was a it was a tightrope for the for for every, for us for the writing side. There was a checklist. Every episode had to have the mystery had to work. There there needed to be character stuff. There needed to be yeah. s- like straight up. We had an hour, so you could do full on set pieces that were comedic and maybe move the plot along a, an inch. But it was worth being there because it was funny. But then there was the stuff that scenes that had to consistently move the thing forward. There, it just we had to check every box to do it. And you once you start for people who don't know, you start working on a show. You go first season, second season. Oh, which ideas should we do? Oh, we got our our pick of any ideas. We got too many on the board right now. I don't know which ones we do. You see what it's like when you get to season six, season seven. Now you're like, the soup is getting a little thinner just because you've done, you've told so many of these stories and you said to us as the writers, you're like, I will try anything you guys want me to try. I just have to have a way in to it. I have to be able to perform, be able to perform it authentically and honestly honestly but you were willing to just try as long as you saw the way in you were up for it yeah yeah i i i I, well i also i I kind of took my cue from you guys to to be totally honest because um i love I, i i fell in love with the way that your team you know that that writer's room you know, was was giving me the challenge. The challenges you were giving me were, you know, like, okay, here's a dark moment. Here's a serious emotional moment for Monk. Uh, and, the, and 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 yet, there's something in the room, or there's something in the story that's really kind of out there and funky and off center and and for lack of a better word, broad, mm-hmm. you know, like goofy, goofy. Yeah. And I saw that early on, somewhere in the middle, in the first season there, where you were giving me the, the dare or the mm-hmm. challenge of, uh, of, of put, putting these moments, butting these moments right up next to each other. And, you know, I, I, I had that experience uh, a couple times when I when I used to do a lot of theater, um, where and I had this one director that um, actually he he came on uh, to direct a number of episodes of, of Monk, Andre Belgrader, yeah, uh, the late great Andre Belgrader, and and he he taught us, or he was a teacher and a director of mine when I was a student, but said some material that you're working on. You know, you don't, it doesn't, uh, you, you, you can take the chance of, of just dropping uh, a serious moment and fully embracing a sillier moment without any of the psychological kind of connections or sequential order that we normally kind of have to, we think we have to do in life, you know, or, oh, well, I have to kind of ramp down off of this dark moment, you know, to find any and whereas, whereas what he what he encouraged us to do, and what you guys did so well with the writing was, you know, just just drop it, just drop it, and then dive 
headfirst into the goofy. Mm-hmm. And and there were times in the show when we really went balls out and and attempted that, and it really kind of worked. And it was refreshing, and it was it was liberating, and uh, we found out that you know that we could we could repeat it, we could do it again and again if we were, you know, if we were doing it, uh, you know, if we were doing it in a smart way and respectful to the character. And, and, and that, 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 that just made it. That just made it so much fun. And that is such a big part of things that is very easy to lose track of, especially when you're living with the characters, you're living with the world. Sometimes you get a little restless and you can start to, you can start to dismantle things that you need to preserve for people to, you can't, you can't lose your love for the character at some point. And it's a very easy thing to get restless. And then you drag the character through this, you drag him through that. But those things add up to where sometimes if you go, if you go past the Rubicon, you cannot go back. People will, see the character in a, in a way that they, they're a little bit less in love with. And the appeal to, to the show and to, to your playing Monk was that I always looked at it as people watching TV would, they're letting Monk into their house is what it felt like. They're inviting him in every week to hang out with him for an hour yeah. And he's a good guest. He's a fun guest. He's 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 a seriously flawed person. He's struggling with his issues, but the code is there, the the morality of the character is there, the heart is there. You can keep believing in this character. And that's one of the I I think that over if you're lucky enough to be on a show that goes that long, you there is a responsibility that comes with that that you need to protect what got you there in the first place. Yeah. And that was, yeah. we, we all, all had a, we all had to do that. We all had to do that in every, in every uh, department and, and, you know, with the designers and with the writers and, 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 you know, even, even, you know, kind of keeping uh, the network honest and, uh, and, and, and having them keep us honest. And uh, you're right though. You, you're, you know, it's, it's, I always had this vision. Yes, we were, we were, you know, people were inviting us into their, into their homes and, and, and we wanted them to embrace the character, but, but intrinsically, uh, you know, for good or for ill, the character was annoying, you know, at a certain time. And and I say that in a good, you know, absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. He, he could drive everybody nuts. We wanted as as Monk would drive, you know, the the bad guy or the police person or this other person or the shop owner, as he would drive those characters in the story crazy. We wanted we we and I think the writers and 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 uh, and, and certainly the cast. We agreed that we wanted to annoy to a de- to a certain degree. <laughs> I always had this image like through season three, season four into mm-hmm. the show. That I have this image of like the ideal, the ideal situation for me would be like imagining people at home holding their remote, <laughs> you know, gripping their remote very tightly, mm-hmm. and and wanting 
being so irritated and annoyed by Monk that they would want to turn it off, uh-huh. but that, but that they couldn't turn it off. They were they were sort of stuck in this. They were kind of in a state of semi paralysis <laughs> where they where they just <laughs> they just they couldn't take anymore. Yeah. But they couldn't. Not, they couldn't not go they're, forward. They're running because, their finger across the channel yeah. changing button, but they just yeah. can't press down on it. It No. And that is, the, but that is, I can say this, I've never been as proud as anything as working on that show because the proof is in the pudding. Are you surprised by how much people still love it isn't it i mean i'm not surprised in one way but i am surprised because shows come and they go and people move on to the next thing there just is a it's just love and it's the it's the it's such a beautiful thing that we all got to be a part of to make something that that still works for people 20 plus years later I'm 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 I am surprised to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I'm gratified, mm-hmm. and I think we have a, a lot to be proud of. But um, it's it's a it's kind of mystifying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially nowadays because you know this kind of these kinds of things they play all over the world. Yeah, and I get letters from all over the all across the planet. And I if I'm traveling, if I'm in Europe or the Middle East or wherever I'm going, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm recognized a lot for that for that character. It's, sure. it's, it's phenomenal, really. Mm-hmm. Now, you also you have such a wide range of of performance performances and, and characters. Can you just talk about the working with the Coens for a minute? You you did the Man Who Wasn't There, which was one of the all-time great Cohen uh, Cohen brothers characters, Lenny Riefenschneider. Freddie Freddie Riefenschneider. Freddie Riefenschneider. Yeah, look, it's I've been up for a day and a half. You got to let me <laughs> slide on that. But you that what what is it like to work with the Coens? How did you get into their orbit? And um, just what what is that like? Because it's such a it's such a mystery to people who are outside that that circle. Well, I, I first, before The Man Who Wasn't There, uh, quite a, oh, a number of years before, uh, I did Barton the Fink, yes. um, which was one of their earlier movies. And, um, you know, it was one of those situations. I was a, in New York. I was a working, you know, working actor. I like to think I was a working actor. I was doing a lot of theater and, you know, dip, dipping my toe into television and film. And um, I just got an audition for Barton Fink. And uh, I, I, I was, I, I, they were on my radar because I was a, a couple of years before that uh, blood simple had come out mm-hmm. and I was a major, major fan of, uh, of blood simple. I had uh, been at drum school with Francis McDormand uh, who was in that. And, and it was of course, Joel, Joel Cullen's wife. Uh, she's a phenomenal actress when we were at school. She was a couple years behind me then uh, at the school. And um, <clears throat> when I saw that movie, I thought, oh, my God, these guys are, they're groundbre- doing groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and then when I got a call to come in and read, 
for Barton Fink. I really worked hard on that piece and they cast me. And uh, a number of years later, they came back to me for, for the man who wasn't there. Yeah. Which, and what is the pro what is the process? Like how much trust is there with it or, and how much uh, collaboration is it with them? Not to get too inside baseball, but we get a little inside baseball. Well, it's, it's, it, yeah, there's a, you know, they're, they're so specific with what they're looking for and, and how they write. And, you know, it's uh, their dialogue. It, 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 I got to say, it, it sort of plays itself. It, it's, it, it speaks to an actor in such a way where you just, you kind of, it really is one of those situations where you just step on the train and the train carries mm -hmm. you, you know, to the next stop and the next stop and the next mm -hmm. stop. It, it's, it's, I, I, it just it gets a it's a certain sensibility that they have and that they bring to it and a specificity mm -hmm. and uh, they make it a lot of they make it a lot of fun yeah. a lot of it, it's it's a it's a super fertile productive uh, you know shooting day every every day mm -hmm. yeah it's and. And it's such a beautiful combination of they have their their visual language and they also have their written language. That is the one of the rarest combinations that they're incredible. They're so dominant with both. Sometimes people are amazing with words and that they just kind of shoot it as is and let yeah. the things play out in a conventional way. Or people are, are wizards with moving the camera and, and putting shots together but the words might be a little less than they they're both. And so it's, it really is just, a, it's just, it's to be a part of that world is, is a total, uh, huge yeah. honor, really yeah. huge. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to take a couple more minutes of your time, Tony. I, uh, okay. I got it. We got it. I have a half hour left and then I get to go to sleep. No offense. I could talk to you all night, but, I'm, my body's going to shut down. To, I'm surprised I haven't put you to sleep already. But no, that's... please. You're, um, do you have any, is there any, I know, and well, this could we say this in not in, in, in a not inelegant way. Is there any part, anything that you were just like, Oh, that's the one I wanted. That's like in the career because you've been working for so long. Sometimes you get an inch away from things. You you miss this. You can't do that for a reason. Whatever. Is there anything that feels like the like something the one that got away? Oh, many, 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 many. That mm -hmm. got away. <laughs> I don't even know. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the nature of the beast. It just you know you you just have to be resilient and you have to roll with it. And, and to be totally honest, there were a few that I really, really wanted and then realized later uh, that I was, that I dodged a bullet and that it was, you know, maybe fortunate that mm -hmm. I, it didn't come my way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm a believer that all these things happen for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. and I have had so many positive experiences and so few, you know, negative experiences mm -hmm. that uh i don't really i try not to look back and yeah and wonder what if you know absolutely now and you between monk mrs mazel all the movie work all the stage work it's just it's 
such a career and the thing that everybody I meet, the thing they always want to know is he's a nice guy, right? Like everybody's just like, I'm, oh, I hope he's a nice guy. Please, please don't tell me he's a, he's an, he's actually a jerk. It's, it's like they're, they have act, they have uh, like fear that I'd be just like, he's a nightmare. Actually, it would be like, <laughs> they are, it's the, but everybody, I tell everybody that I learned so much from working with you. You set the tone for professionalism for you were at the top of the pyramid. You were in every scene in the show and you showed that if you can hang in there and get through these days, everybody can follow your lead and do it by being kind and thoughtful of everybody else you're working with. And, um, you also did a thing I'll just say, I was uh, having a contract dispute. You went to the top of the pyramid on my behalf and said, I can't do the show without this guy. And it changed my life and my career. And I'll always be uh, grateful for that. So thank you. Well, I, I, uh, I meant it and I, uh, you're welcome. Well, Tony, um, I just want to thank you for doing this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say goodbye because I'm kind of I'm coming unglued and I don't want to do that in front of you. I'll do <laughs> what are you going to do for the next half hour? I'm, um, I'm oh, if you only knew what was going to go on, it gets worse. I have uh, <laughs> one big dumb thing that's going to happen in the final half hour. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna it's get ready. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, let's just say it's going to be permanent what happens now. And Tony, okay. I, I can't thank you enough. I love you. I appreciate everything you've done. Thank you so much for taking some time and talking to me. Happy to do it, Tom. Thanks for inviting me in. Of course. I, I hope I see you soon. Soon. Okay. 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 Take care. Take care, brother. Wow. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, hello. Welcome back to Best Show 24. How are we all doing? Good. Everybody good? Hanging in there? Having fun? We're in the home stretch. We are... Two more things are to happen on this 24-hour Best Show. One is a final performance which we will reveal in a little bit and the other one is god help me we have dan here dan nelson dan nelson is here now dan you do something what do you do for a living dan dan's a tattoo artist um don't say, look, here's what we're going to do. As you all know, I have no 
ink, as it's referred to in the biz. I got no ink. But that's about to change. I'm going to get a tattoo. Tiny, not tiny. I'm going to get a tattoo of Brett Boehm on my face. No, I'm getting a tattoo of New Jersey. I'm getting a tattoo of New Jersey on my wrist here. I'm going to get a tattoo of New Jersey. It's going to be a nice one, right? Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, Dan, how much are we looking at on the painometer with this? Well, I guess that's a rel- relative, but I would say for you, probably a 3. A 3? Oh, I can handle that. You seem like a tough guy. I seem like a tough guy. Well, we you're about to learn otherwise when I start crying. Now, this is perfect. We're doing it now. It's the end of the show. It is how I commemorate the... And Tom will cry. Thank you. That's that's just what I needed to see. Somebody said three on a scale of what? Four? That is not what I need. Are you people are supposed to be my friends here? Wrist. Brutal. Tom finally caves to weird state nationalism. Thank you. Look. I'm doing this because I live in California. Now, Tom's going to pass out. New Jersey hurts the worst. What does that even mean? No, we still love you if you cry. I don't like, why am I looking at this? No, this is the way it works. I live in California now. All right, that's the best one. Tom's embracing the Live Moss lifestyle because Ink Master, today on Ink Master, uh, sponsored by Taco Bell, and uh, their motto is Live Moss. And uh, this next tattoo is uh, about living moss. No, I'm going to get... I'm not. I'm not in New Jersey. I'm here now. This is... My life is here, but... I want to, uh, I just want a piece of New Jersey with me for the rest of my life. What do you think of that? Is that a, is that a, is this a wise tattoo in the scheme of things? Well, I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So. I'll say this. I, I shouldn't say this before you give me a tattoo. Worst drivers in the country, Pennsylvania. No, I'm kidding. It's, I knew that would, <laughs> no. The worst drivers are honestly Here. California. Can you believe how bad some of these drivers... Does no one know what a fast lane is? Or a turn signal. Or a turn signal. Either, when, you're, when you drive out here, it's one of two things. People going 40 miles an hour in the fast lane, or people thinking they're shooting a Fast and Furious movie. One, see, now we're on the same team. This is what I needed for before I underwent... The, the tattoo. Tattoo. 
I actually passed out when I got my tattoo. Well, I'm strong and you're less strong. I think I'm going to do okay, too. And yeah, it's funny when people are like, I think the show's going to go over. We do what we want here. You think we're on the clock? You think I shut the lights off? If we go past 6 p.m.? Yeah. Okay, and I do want to say, Dan Nelson, you can check Dan out at happy underscore Dan underscore Nelson. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Where do you want it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, don't say that. I have a Don Rickles tie. Yeah? That I got from the same guy I got for 20 years. Are you serious? Yep. Really? I forgot to bring it. Well, well don't, don't be a pussy. This happened, my wife and I are on much longer trip. Mm-hmm. And this happened at the very end. Okay. Had I known, we would have brought the tie. We could be wearing, we could be wearing matching, well, not matching, but ties with Don Rickles. Yep. Are you yep. a big Don Rickles fan? My dad is a huge Don Rickles fan, by default. Centered, right? Looks good for me, but when it's facing you, it's it's easier for me to tell. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Why is he not sitting down? Because the guy with the needles told me to stand up. It's very simple. You gotta stand for the stencil. You people never saw Ink Master. All right. All right. Here we go. Getting ready. Yes. What if you just started with the orange? Like, I thought you wanted orange. Yeah. Here we go. Wait, he did Wisconsin. Everybody's fine. Whatever you do, don't make Dan laugh. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. But I'm okay with it. Here we go. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. How's that? It's easy. You kidding? Okay, what's the name of it? It's called Max Pizza. Okay. Great crust. I've had some of the worst pizza of my life in Toronto. 
And somebody's finally doing it right. Look at that. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Right. Yeah, look, it's hurt. It stings, but it's fine. Yeah. At the end of the whoa. Last line Thank you, my friend. Great job. Give me those socials again, please. My Instagram is Happy Dan Nelson. Happy Dan Nelson. Is that just with no underscore or with underscore? Happy underscore Dan underscore Nelson. And where can they get you? Where 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 do you work out of? Uh, My shop's called Happy Tattoo. Okay. Okay. There it is. Look at that. I love it. Thank you, Dan. It's amazing. Okay. Okay, we did it. He's basically John Dwyer now. We've got a ways to go before I'm John Dwyer, and I'm going to get one more in my life, and that's it. Um, we'll be, I'd say, private little tattoo. Tom, you have some nice nails. That's the nicest thing. Thank you. I go get my nails. Uh, I get manicures. I take care of business. How long do I keep it? Um, well, you'll probably want to go to bed after this. So you could leave it on until you wake up. Okay. And then just wash it. Quick. And then we're clear. Yep, I have an additional bandage here. Can go okay. Sure. Um, on tomorrow. Okay. To just ca- to cover it up? Yep. You mean to protect it? Yep. Okay. Awesome. Dan, Thank amazing. You. Happy underscore Dan underscore Nelson. This is who you want doing your tattoo. How long did that take? Three minutes? Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Now, look at this. This blood starts pouring out. Now we're uh, we're gonna go to the theater now. Are we? Are we ready in the theater? We're gonna go to the theater with. We're going to take a break for a minute. In the theater, we're going to close this whole thing out with a farewell performance for The Best Show 24 from our friend Chalky. Don't miss it. Back in a few.
the hell is chalky 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 the hell check it out those are the God. Do we have any Star Trek fans out there? Well, you're in luck because guess what? Leonard Nimoy, a Jew from outer space, much like myself, wrote a song about Bilbo Baggins. And I'd like to invite a guest up here to help me with that right now. Give it up for Shannon Shaw, everybody. Please clap. All right. Hi, Shannon. How you doing? Oh, 
couldn't be better. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Uh, it's been a long day, but it's even longer for all these people who did it for 24 hours. Let's do this song. Here we go. Okay. Let's go. fever he already got that one and now he's getting like a couple more so uh you know not only is shannon here but i would like to uh, say i have another special guest my mom is here my mom are you here tonight mom are you here here's my mom everyone my mom is the mummy here's the mummy and uh here you can stand right here and uh oh do you need headphones here you can use those headphones right there yeah there you go mom this song is for you everybody uh, it's a song I wrote for my mom, and it goes a little something like this. Hey, 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 hey. Oh. How you all feeling at home? Are you ready to see my mom and mom and mom? Yeah, she's my mom and mommy. Yeah, and I better believe her. 
best mom ever. I hope that we are mummified together. Uh, that's not my only guest I have right now. Uh, uh, I have another guest here uh, who's, who, who's uh, going to hopefully take my harsh funk and, and put it in a in more of a smooth trajectory. Please welcome Trey Magnifique, everybody. Now, Trey has a new al album coming out uh, November, huh? Okay. All right, well, the singles are coming out soon, so you're going to want to uh, watch out for that. Uh, it's an honor to have you, and um, it's an honor to sing this song right now about some guys I know here at the best show that mean the world to all of us. But check it out. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. When I come to the best show, there's guys that I know, like Mikey and Pat and my friend Duo. But there's two other guys that have the same name. They have the same name, but they know they're not the same name. One is making graphics and he lights up the room. One is making lemon cello and firing up the zoo. One host the show with Mike, another episode drops soon. One is a regular and Hollywood toy and costume. Check it out because there's two breaths with two hearts, but they both have beards. There's two breaths with two hearts, and they're both kind of weird. Yeah. One comes from the east and the other from the south. They both 
gasoline I think the other one does too I guess they're not that much different From me and you show and I didn't want to play the same song again because um, it's kind of lame but I thought it was appropriate because this time we have smooth jazz saxophone first of all uh, another reason why is because um, last time last time I saw my friend black Chris uh, he told me he liked this song he said Chalky are you gonna play that shitty Prince song that you do and I said yes and he said Psh. Okay, good, because I like it. So this one goes out to Black Chris. This one goes out to everyone here at The Best Show. And this one goes out to you at home. Thank you for watching. And especially, Tom, thanks for making this all happen. Let's do it. Thank <laughs> you. 
show is produced in partnership with the forever dog podcast network the show is hosted by tom sharpling and features john worster michael lisk jason gore and pat burn the show is produced and written by jason gore pat burn michael lisk brett davis john worster and tom sharpling the best show is executive produced by tom sharpling brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey co-executive produced by jason gore and pat burn segment producer michael lisk the show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.